Welcome to the Success, Failures, and and Everything everything in Between between show. If you feel like you're struggling in life, if you feel like sometimes you have more failures than successes, or maybe you're just stuck in between, stick around. We walk you step by step through failure, success, and everything in between. I'm Adam. And I'm Rico. And this is episode one, where you'll get to know a little bit about us, a whole lot about the show, and a little bit in between. So let's dive into it. Let's talk about our relationship, how we knew each, how we got to know each other, and how we where we're at now in our lives. That's kind of a funny story. So we met over twenty years ago. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but I remember the day very vividly. I moved to Celine halfway through the year, which and this was during second grade. If you have ever changed schools especially at a young age, it is one of the most frightening things you will ever do. I remember walking into Miss Carpentier's classroom and being scared for my life. Um, I wasn't sure what I was getting into, what this new school would be like, um, and, and the nerves were high. And then I sat down with you, Kyle Brown and Patrick O'Hearn, and that, I mean, that was basically it. From there on, we were kind of attached at the hip for many, many years. Yeah, it was crazy. It, like, we instantly became friends. We were hanging out. Like, I didn't even think anything of it at the time. His last name is Sun. Mine's Sundock. So pretty much, you know, going through grade school, we were next to each other for everything. Yeah, talk about assigned seating. We were always sitting next to each other when we graduated, right next to each other. Um, so, yeah, we've had a... A long history. We played sports together, still do at times. Um, and and yeah, I mean that was kind of the uh, the budding of a long and and happy friendship. I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And it's just it's crazy to think we were how old were we in second grade? Seven, almost eight. Yeah, eight years old, and here we are, twenty eight. Yeah, still friends, twenty years. That's crazy. Yep, you don't hear that these days. Growing closer every day. Um. So let's talk a little bit more about ourselves specifically. So give me a a little bit of an intro of who you are, what you do, and and kind of what your life's about. Yeah. So I do equipment finance. I work for Bank of Ann Arbor, Unify Equipment Finance. Um, We do business, pretty much business loans for businesses that are looking to acquire equipment. Um, We're able to help them out with financing and, you know, leveraging that monthly payment versus giving up your cash flow when you're purchasing something. So what you're telling me is you help people reach their goals. You're kind of the medium for people to be able to do things that would otherwise be outside their their realm of possibility. Right. Yep. Exactly. Okay. That's awesome. Very and then rewarding. on the side, I like to do some videos and some photography. He, just he's, a fun hobby. He's a little too modest. He says on the side like it's it's something he's not serious about and something he's not good at. The guy's got skills. Okay, I'm just gonna put that out there. He's very humble, and I'll try to uh, I'll try to beat the the humility out of him just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Let's let's talk about about you. Um, well, as you may or may not know, I am a personal trainer and I own a business called Achieve Fit. Um, Achieve Fit excels in teaching people how to make fitness and nutrition fit into their lives. So it's something that works seamlessly rather than something that's forced. Um, it's something that I enjoy doing. It's extremely rewarding. And the people that I work with are some of the coolest people on the planet. So, Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I mean, he's got a great background. So if you want to share a little bit about why you decided to start Achieve Fit. 
Oh, that's a great question. I like it. Put me on the spot. Episode one, <laughs> my man. All right. So um, I decided to start Achieve Fit because I realized that in, in the fitness industry, there were a lot of things that I didn't like. People were spreading information and trying to teach people ways of doing things that I disagreed with. And I felt like I had something to offer. Um, specifically, I remember the moment that becoming a personal trainer and became something real to me, something that I thought about. I was uh, working out with a friend of, of mine, ours, Corey Corker. And you know Corey. He's, uh, he has a hard time admitting when he's not as good at something. Um, and we finished working out and he goes, you know, man, you should really think about being a personal trainer. Every time I work out with you, I get a better workout. I feel better about myself. I don't get injured and I make more progress as a result. And coming from someone like that, I realized, Hey, this was something I'm good at. It's something I wanted to do. And then further down the road, I started to develop to develop relationships with, um, my clients. I started to create processes that, were kind of my own and then realized that this was something I could do as a business and not just something as a stopgap. And so jumped in to achieve fit with uh, both feet and now we're here about 18 months, almost two years later and feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And yeah, that's a great story that he has to share. I always like to put him in a little pressure because, <laughs> you know, he's modest. Um, but let's just talk about like what our, what, what our goals are for this podcast and what we hope um, how we can impact people. Well, my goal is I like to talk. Um, really I don't, I'm not much of a talker, but it seems like whenever we get together, we have these very deep enriching and, and what I would consider valuable conversations. And for the two of us who are both relatively modest and humble people to think that we have value, it says something about the conversations that we're having. Um, so, I mean, I think our goal, I'm, my goal, is is to spread that value, to give people something that will will make their day a little bit more enjoyable, make their life a little bit easier, and uh, hopefully help them have less failures, more successes, and uh, fill in the in-between. Right. No, that's great. Yeah, and that little bit, that's kind of my goal is, you know, making an impact on people. And literally, our conversations, we should have just put a microphone in between us and recorded our entire conversations because, they're. I mean, they're great. And, you know, and we're not the most extroverted people by any means either. So, you know, it's hard for us to share out our word and, you know, spread what we think and how we can impact people. So this is just kind of another avenue that we can do. And we're both, you know, we're both givers. Um, I, I have learned this from you and it's been something that has been been profound in who I am as a trainer and a business person, but the more I can help people, the better off not only they will be, but I will be. I'll feel better, my business will be better, and things in general will be better. And so that's kind of what I think this this podcast is for us, is a way to to help people. Help people, yeah, no. Um so continuing on, you know, we wanted to get into a couple more more details kind of uh some different segments on the podcast. And so one of the segments we we think is going to be enjoyable, um, giving you a little insight into our personal lives and maybe give you something to look at is uh, the sights and sounds segment. What do you, uh, can you give Definitely. us a little information about that? Yeah, so I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, our favorite movies or a movie we've recently seen, one of our favorite songs that we like listening to or, you know, a recommendation that we might like for you guys. 
Um, I love movies. I know Adam loves movies, and everyone loves Netflix, so <laughs> to their own detriment. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're going to share a little bit about that. Do you want to? St- I know you saw Incredibles too. Um, okay. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> you haven't seen, <laughs> haven't it, yet? seen it yet. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Incredibles two, a uh, great great movie. Um, if you've seen Incredibles one, you will almost undoubtedly love Incredibles 2. Um, it was nostalgic for me. I think it was 14 years in between Incredibles 1 and Incredibles wow. 2. Um, they actually had to replace one of the characters. I want to say the younger brother, not the baby, um, Dash, I think uh-huh, his name Dash. was, because the actor who originally played him grew up and his voice got deeper as a result of him growing up and so he could no longer do Dash's wow. voice properly. Um, that's how long it had been. So it was very nostalgic. Um, I watched Incredibles 1 with my niece, who will be 16 next year, and I watched (laughs) Incredibles 2 with my nephew, who will be 8 in October. So it was kind of cool again to experience it with both. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm really jealous. I want to see Incredibles 2. And there's a few good movies out right now that I really want to see. Yeah. What are you you looking at? Oh, man. Jurassic World. Excited. Um, Ant-Man 2. Ant-Man 2. <laughs> that was one of the most underrated um, superhero films, in my opinion. Really? Like, I loved uh, the first Ant-Man. I, I feel like people didn't give it the credit it deserved. Yeah, it was it was good. Paul Rudd? Guy's hilarious. He is funny. Hilarious. Dry is humor funny. is my type, so yeah. that, that got me. He is a funny guy. What's your What would you say your favorite song is right now? Man, um... I've probably got two that I've played more in the last week or two than anything else, um, and they're kind of kind of different, which is funny. So I don't know. Have you heard any of the uh, Drake's new album, Scorpion? Yep. Okay. So the song "That's How You Feel." Uh huh. Um, that's that's a good one. It kind of gets me into that kind of uh, hip hop, uh, a little darker mood for the gym, and then there's a song called Ocean by Martin Garrix and Khalid. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you like Khalid, but his voice is just like really peaceful. Um, it's it, it's unique, and I like unique voices because you hear too much of the same thing. Right. Um, what are you currently listening to music-wise? Um, I Actually, a funny story. I got a hold of my wife's old iPod. Oh, man. Here we go. It's funny because we listened to kind of like the same music back then. Mm-hmm. Um. But the funny thing is, like, clearly she illegally downloaded these songs. <laughs> and she was one of those... LimeWire. Yeah, line, classic LimeWire Napster days. <laughs> but she was clearly one of those people that wasn't very organized when it came to downloading her music because she didn't change any of the titles. So, like, it'll be like www.youtube.com slash Rihanna slash Shut Up and Drive. <laughs> like, so I'm, like, trying to search for, like, a good song and, like... You can't find it. Yeah, because they don't show the whole thing. They don't show the whole thing. But a song that came on that I literally listen to like on my way to work every morning now, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Oh, great song. Great yeah, song. Set you for, up for a good day, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I just feel like up and up and at them and yeah. like in a good mood. Ready to take on the world. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite right now. For some reason, it okay. just gets me up and going. I'm good to go. Don't you love finding those old songs like that and just kind of, it takes you back to a moment in time, you know, however many years back, and you just, you're right back in that place, right back in that mood. And usually right. it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes um, you find those those uh, jams that you're like, oh man, I, I remember, remember when. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so you said you and your wife used to have similar tastes in music. Does that mean you have different tastes now? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm, I like country music. She's mm-hmm. not a fan of country music. Well, you you, you just went to what concert I was, was just it? at the uh, Zach Brown concert, okay. which, interesting enough, one Republic open for Zach Brown band. Two polar opposites. Yeah. I can kind of <laughs> see that, though. Um, excuse <coughs> me. Which I was not – I didn't know one Republic was opening for them. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like their That's music. That's a big opener, too. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty decent wow. opener. And they actually, like – Overperformed. They were they were really good. Killed it. Yeah, they killed it. And I, I like, like One Republic. Yeah, super pumped. And then Zach Brown Band definitely killed it. They're just awesome. And Comerica was awesome. Just a little humid. Oh yeah. But no, That's yeah, it right. was a, it was a good time. Summertime in Michigan, humid. They go hand in hand. What would you say your uh, favorite TV show is right now? Oh, right now, that's tough. Um, so. Most of the TV that I watch is with my girlfriend. Um, I watch a little bit here and there on my own. I recently finished up Westworld. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, no. You told me about it. Good stuff. Definitely check it out. Uh, It'll have you thinking very philosophically um, about what happens when AI becomes much more real. Which is soon. Yeah. Not not very (laughs) far off. But uh, my girlfriend and I are currently watching Hannibal. Have you seen the TV show Hannibal? Um, I, I definitely recommend it. I watched it about three or four years ago. And, um, when it's a very visual show, so it's, um, very artistic, the sights, the sounds, it's, it's supposed to kind of get you feeling a certain way. Um, and it's also somewhat dark. And so it follows Hannibal before Hannibal became the Hannibal. Um, and it follows the detective who's kind of on his trail and has a, a, a few quirks of his own, but, uh, it, it, it's one of those ones you get caught into it. It might take a few episodes and then you just don't want to stop watching. Like I try to get to bed at a certain time every night and this is one of those shows that'll keep me up. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's currently the one on my watch list. Um, and then what about you? Um, well, the challenge set it up again. I was just going to say, that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a guilty pleasure. So did you catch last week's episode? Yeah, it was uh, It was kind of, it was okay. Yeah, it, uh, anticlimactic is what I would say. It, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot happened. It was very heavy in the drama and not so much in the competition. Right. I don't know about you, but I watch it for the competition. That's Yeah, that's all I watch it for. The drama is just too much for me. Yeah. If I wanted to watch drama, I'd watch Real Housewives or something like that. Yeah. You know? So I, uh, I I enjoy that show as well. Um, what, are you, uh, what are you currently listening to as far as podcasts? Are you keeping up with anything there? Podcasts, I really like. Um, I'm a big Grant Cardone fan mm-hmm. and uh, Matt Monero, actually. Okay, okay. Um, one of our partners we work with actually has a really good podcast. Um, he brings on a lot of influencers and, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually a lot of good content and, you know, it's a free podcast, which is awesome. Yeah, and I love, the thing I like about podcasts is – you can listen to them and learn while doing so many other things. You know, you don't right. have to. It's not like a book where you can. I can walk my dogs around the neighborhood and listen to a podcast while I do it. I can't read a book while I'm walking my dogs. Or I'm probably going to walk into a car or a tree or or something like that. Right. Um, you actually have a personal, somewhat personal relationship with Matt Minera, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yep. We work with him at Unify. His his company's Commercial Fleet Financing. Um, so they're a great partner of ours. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely with podcasts, something I've noticed is I used to always carry around my tablet and watch like a Netflix episode everywhere. Now you can literally toss on headphones and listen to a podcast mm-hmm. when you're walking everywhere instead of, you know, not really using your brain watching a Netflix episode. Yeah, kind of shutting off. Um, on that same note, what uh, what's one key thing that, that you, you think you've learned from Matt Monero or Grant Cardone that you think you could pass along to people? Um, you know, really, I think effort or I'm trying to think how to, how to even phrase it. Um, you know, a big thing for Grant Cardone is 10 xing your life. And it's really about like doing 10 times the amount of work. And, you know, you're going to exceed if you do 10 times the amount of work, because literally a lot of people will, you know, do barely anything. They mm-hmm. want to give a hundred percent and, you know, they don't succeed. Okay. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, the work that you put in is, is directly correlated to, to what the results that you get. Right. Um, and fitness very much, you know, if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get the results no matter what sort of, uh, you know, tricks and, and tactics you're using. Um, for me personally, I, um, I've been big into some of the, the business podcasts, um, I don't know if you ever heard the Empire podcast with Bedros Koulian and Craig Ballantyne. Oh, I, I yep. have seen that. It's uh, a quality one. Um, Bedros is one of those um, no bullshit, straight to the point attitudes. Um, you know, get over yourself and do it. And Craig is, you know, people call him the most disciplined man, which is something really? that I'm kind of focused wow, on. That's myself. cool. Um, and Bedros is the uh, founder of was it Fit Body Bootcamp? Yep, very successful um, Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, franchises all over the place. I think they've got like nearly a thousand now. Oh wow! So yeah, he's he's definitely found success in the fitness realm. Um, I also listened to Ed Milet. Uh, the guy is just super inspirational, ex-athlete, which is really cool. You know, I can relate to that on a personal level. Um, but one thing that he he kind of puts above all else is he he's a religious man. Um, so he says it from a religious point, but whether you're religious, spiritual, or somewhere in between, you can take something from this. And he says that you should strive to be the person that you can be. So he thinks that when you meet your maker, when your life is over, you're going to be shown this image, this outline of who you could have been the best version of you. And your goal should be to be as close to that version as humanly possible. You don't want to leave any distance between you and that person if you can right and i think that's that's something that uh hits home with me yeah no he's he's a great influencer i like him and that follow on instagram yeah you know he's always coming with something that'll get you fired up and ready to go right yeah i like that and he's extremely successful you know and he's he's humble um yeah so i mean let's get into maybe strategy or what would you say kind of like a do-it-yourself technique or something that you do like i mean you make awesome meals yourself what's a kind of a tip or trick you want to give out to people today um i'm gonna stick with something health-based because that's kind of my focus um you know sometimes i'll deviate from that and go into something a little more personal growth or or business-based um but the best thing you can do uh, a strategy for your health is to plan and it's the most boring strategy possible but it's something that will help and i don't mean you have to meal prep 
But if you decide not to meal prep, then you need to have a plan in place for how you are going to eat on a daily basis. Are you going to cook dinner and have multiple meals um, made up extra after that that you will eat the next day? Excuse me, in the day following? Um, are you going to eat on the fly but be able to have the ability to adapt or the ability to kind of make smart choices? Um, or, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you have to have that forward thinking, you know? Um, I'm going to turn that question back over to you. What, what strategy tip would you give to the listeners that will help them in their daily lives? Um, it's actually something I learned from you, which, um, I forget what day, when you talked about this, if it was on the, in the Facebook group or in one of your classes where you were working, actually it might've been one of your videos where you started the first thing you do when you get up is drink a glass of water Yep. versus, I mean, I do it. I'm sure a ton of people do it. They grab their phone instantly and you're going through your phone as soon as you wake up. And just like that little switch of mindset, to, okay, I'm going to drink some water in the beginning of the day, not, okay, I'm going to go on my phone and check everything out. I think, I mean, that's a, it's not only a healthy, but I think it's mentally healthy as oh, well. Yeah. You know, you're doing something, and, and I learned this from several people who are much, much more successful and, and have a larger impact than me, but you do something for yourself immediately upon waking, um, something for your health, something for yourself mentally, and you put everyone else's needs second to start the day, and that sets you off on a good foot. It's not selfish. It's the way to do things so that you can give to your fullest extent, you right. know? If your bucket isn't full, you can't fill anyone else's bucket the same way that you would be able to if it was. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's a hard thing for people like us who like to give and like to help is balancing that with helping yourself. Right. Um, the gym for me is that I I will put my workouts ahead of many things in my life, and many things in my business because I understand that it's not me working out for superficial reasons. It's not to have six pack. It's the mental benefit that it gives me and the energy and the clarity that it gives me afterwards. And it makes me a better person in a general sense, which allows me to help more people. Right. You know, we all have those things. Um, so, so what's up next for us? Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, Things that we'd like to change or things, you know, if it's about us, if it's about the world, um, just certain things that we think, you know, would, maybe we'll just do one thing each. Making a change. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let you go first on this one because I need a moment to let this one kind of sit. Right. I got a lot that I want to change, <laughs> yeah. so I need, I need to dial it down to one <laughs> or two things. Um, what in, in yourself or in the world, what, what sort of things, you know, do you want to change or do you want to help make a change with? I think, I mean, one thing that was big for me this year, and I mean, it's cool that you see some of the athletes bringing up, is the mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people focus before on physical health, which, I mean, is very important as well. Um, but they kind of forgot or kind of just pushed away because it's, you know, a sensitive subject, which is mental health. And I think, you know, if you bring awareness and you just kind of offer up help to people, even if, like, you don't know them or – if you can sense something about mental health, you know, just reaching out to somebody is huge. And even just being a listener mm -hmm. to someone um, would help change a lot of people's lives. Well, I know that you and I have talked about mental health on many occasions. Um, you know, we both 
both struggle with different different mental health issues. It it's not a a point of weakness. It's just a a part of who we are. It doesn't define us, but we have to deal with it. Right. And so, you know, we've discussed it on many occasions, and I think it's helped us both to get it out there and kind of hash out some different ways that we're feeling. You know. I know I reach out to you all the time when I'm struggling and I'm in a rough place and I don't feel like doing any work and you give me some insight as to, you know, it's just, it's just in the moment. You can, you know, put the work aside, don't beat yourself up over it, things like that, which have really, um, really allowed me to, to cut myself some slack when I'm not feeling at my best. And I think that's important. Yeah, no, we both, yeah, and you do that for me as well, which is awesome. We kind of just keep, hold each other accountable. And I think that's why a big reason why we started this. Right. You know? um, for myself, something that I I, uh, I would like to to see changed is our obsession with instant gratification. Um, and this is something that I struggle with, and I've I've honed and and tempered that in the world of fitness for myself and other aspects of my life. But when it comes to, to my business, instant gratification is something I struggle with so terribly. I want things to happen right now. I want success right now. And I don't want to wait. And when things don't happen right away and they don't come easily, I have a hard time with it. And so personally, I want to fix that within myself, not fix that. I hate that term. I want to improve that within myself. Um, I want to get better about that and focus on the long, long-term, um, you know, sort of satisfaction. But I also think that's something we need to focus on in the world. I think that's a big problem with weight loss. I think it's a big problem with health. I think that's where a lot of issues stem from is that people want it to happen right now. And when it doesn't, or when there's no pill or magic switch they can flip, they just say, why should I even do it? Right. You know, right. and people like that too are, and you know, it's, it's seen a lot in like the Facebook posts. They'll post like a really nice picture of them. And they're, I mean, they're literally like waiting on their phones to see how many likes they get. They need yeah. that instant gratification and happens on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even happens. You, you lose a few pounds. You feel great about yourself and you're kind of like, I'm good. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> it's like that meme. It's uh, I don't know who it was, but they're like, you have a six pack and veins everywhere. Why are you in the gym? You won already. And it's like, no, that's not what it's about. Right. But, you know, and I think a big part of that, and I tell people this all the time, you're worth the time, you're worth the effort, love yourself enough to put it in, mm-hmm. you know, do the work and, and realize that it's, it's a form of self-love, right. you know, working towards your goals and putting in the time and, and not focusing on that instant gratification and, and waiting for that delayed gratification. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Let's move into food. Oh, food. Um, well, I, I've been trying to improve um, my diet as of late, improve my nutrition. So I've been eating at home a whole lot more, so I haven't had a chance to, to go out to eat recently. But so tonight I made um, via via Blue Apron, if you've ever used that, it's a pretty quality service. Just be careful. Some of their meals are higher in calories. Oh, really? The one, yeah. So I made um, pork banh mi tonight, which is a Vietnamese-style um, pork sandwich. And it's got pickled vegetables on top, and then it had a, like, spicy glaze over it, which, amazing, um, delicious. I had a hard time not eating both the sandwiches that <laughs> I had made for my one meal. I split them between two. 
But yeah, a little bit higher in calories. Um, I think it was 860 calories or something like that. And for someone like me who eats 3,500 calories or more every day, not a huge deal. But for someone who's eating less, especially women who are in, you know, the 1,000, 15, 2,000 calorie range, something like that, much more difficult to fit that in. I do like that they are um, their food is sourced from uh, quality places, you know, grass-fed meats, yeah. pasture-raised foods. Um, but yeah, the calories are the one area that I would I would recommend I them to change. Yeah, wow. yeah. We uh, Chris and I actually did Blue Apron for a few months. The struggle we had was we get home from work and then we'd have to do the meal prep and it'd take forever. And you yes. used like every utensil dish, in your yeah, house, every utensil in your house to make it. And you know you got it delicious meal yeah you finish and you're like well we got to clean this up or else we're gonna have to clean it before Mm -hmm. we use it tomorrow yep yeah i i agree um it's many times i'm i'm making the meal like right before it's going bad because it i you just don't have the time especially during the week like you said you get homework from work the last thing you want to do is like go through this whole um iron chef routine just to have a meal and like you said the meals are delicious but the time it it is difficult, and so I think that's actually an avenue where someone someone needs to jump in and take over. Is people want to be able to prepare their own meals, and they want it from good sources, but they also want it to be low calorie, and they'd like it um, they'd like it to be a little bit easier to prepare. Right. And so whoever comes in with that, I think will be able to change the game and, and swipe out you know some of the business from Blue Apron. Yeah. No, definitely. Because yeah, it's just impossible for us. So, um, what, uh, what have you eaten in the past week that you've enjoyed or the past couple of weeks or so? I think what my go-to food or what my favorite food is right now. Yeah. Something remarkable. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be. It could be easily be the in-between. It doesn't have to be a success. It, it could be a success, a failure or something in between. Right. Let's say, uh, we just ate at Bill's. Bill's hot dogs? Bill's hot dogs. Oh man. Um, great spot they make great loose burgers um and their root beer is top notch it's, it's amazing Chris explain the, explain, explain the root beer because i don't think people who have never been there really understand what good root beer right. is right it's like coke coca-cola here and then coca-cola in mexico and they, the mexico coca-cola is so much better just is it really yeah oh i didn't know that they use like real sugar cane okay okay so it's kind of like what they, they've got to use something in their root beer because it's just crack. Yeah, it's amazing. It's addicting. Um, that's probably my favorite spot right now. We just ate that for dinner. Um, you loose dogged it. We loose dogged it. Okay, okay. Kristen, Kristen's always wanting to go to Bills. I'm like, can we try somewhere else? <laughs> At least the same way. Real talk. Here's a quick story. The first time, maybe it was the second time we went to Bills. Um, yeah, it had to be the second time because the first time she fell in love, but we didn't get extras. The second time we go to Bill's, we get extras. We have leftovers. You know what this girl does? She wakes up the next day and eats them cold for breakfast. Man. Yeah. She loves Bill's. Loves Bill's. <laughs> With good reason. Right. It's quality stuff. So, All right. So it wouldn't be appropriate to call this show success, failure, and everything in between if we didn't actually talk about successes failures and everything in between so do you want to explain what this segment's about yeah so we're each week we're going to talk about our success either personal success a group success or something we see successful 
Um, same thing with our failure and kind of something in between where we want to share what we're working on, um, what some of our goals are, just something in between, something we're not being successful with, something we're not failing with, just the in-between. Okay. So um, let's start. We'll start with the bad stuff first. Yeah, so, so let's, let's start with the failure. Okay. Failure. This week it's me on the failure. Hey, and we're not we're not pointing them out. We've all been there. So, <laughs> so something um, I would consider. Well, I mean, I I didn't consider a failure at the time. My wife keeps considering it a failure. <laughs> it's just with this Michigan weather, it's like 90, 90 degrees, mm-hmm. and even after work, it's like ninety. Oh yeah, plus degrees, humid, humid out. If you step outside, I'm already sweating. Um, and Donovan, our our dog. We like to take him on walks after work and something like, oh, yeah, in the spring, no problem. After work, it's nice. We'll get out there. We'll take him for a walk. The last week, two weeks, maybe even three weeks, we'll get home after work. Um, Donovan will be crazy because we'll spend at home all day. Chris will be like, all right, let's go for a walk. I'm like, absolutely not. It's 90 degrees. There's no way I'm going out there. So she's probably gotten me out there one or two times last week. Well, I saw weeks. you this morning, so that was a win. Yeah, yeah, this morning was a win. Um, but as a whole, I consider it a failure. I mean, walking, it's really good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of mentally, yeah, mentally yeah. it's good. We kind of decompress, walk it off. Um, you know, it's a nice kind of family walk at the end of the, at the end of the work day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it was just a huge failure for me this week because I was just – there's no way. It's 90 degrees. Mentally, I'm just like I can't do it. Physically, I mean I can walk that. Uh, yes, I walked it this morning and I was drenched head to toe in sweat. Um, but you know, I'd consider that this week's failure. Okay. Um, I just wanted to – because this is something that's kind of personal to me. Um, I have two dogs myself and about two months ago I think it was I decided – that I made a promise to myself and to my dogs that I would walk them at least five nights a week um, and shoot for seven, you know, every night of the week. The biggest thing that helped me was to make it a part of my routine in one way, shape, or form. So it sounds like after work isn't a good time for the routine. Do it either first thing upon waking, which is usually the hardest for me. I don't usually do that. Or as a bedtime ritual. So normally an hour or two before bed, I uh, leash up the dogs, take them out, throw on my headphones and listen to a uh, podcast, kind of get myself calming down. And it's a nice way to unwind right before bed. Um, And by getting into the routine of it, you know, there's a reason that children who have bedtime routines are much better about getting to bed and getting to sleep than kids who don't have a routine because we are creatures of habit. And if you build that routine in, you know, it may help. And then as far as the sweat goes, that's... You have two options. You can either try and block it out or embrace the hell out of it. And I've just found that embracing the hell out of it is the way to go, you know? It's definitely the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> to think about it's the it only like, way to go for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> think about it like a, 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 a sauna, you know? It's cleansing. It's therapeutic. Yeah, it feels a little bit gross to be, you know, sweating in every crevice of your body and then some. But it's good for you. Right. So... You know, change your mindset a little bit might help. Yeah, I actually found it interesting this week. I was in a fitness class, um, and we do use the heart rate monitors. Okay. And um, 
this week's class on Friday, I was like, I was sweating um, during the first part of the workout, but I'm like, like, I feel like I'm like, man, I'm working so hard, but like my heart rate is like, clearly I'm not working that hard. It's just all mentally. I'm just like, I'm sweating. I'm working hard. And then we got to the second part of the workout and like, I was, I was dying. I'm like, in my heart rate, you could tell I was actually working. I'm like, man, it's all mentally. I'm just thinking just because I'm sweating, I'm working out, but Mm -hmm. really am I working out if I'm sweating? Yeah. I mean, the mental aspect of anything, but especially working out is such a key component. Um, You know, I, I have many clients who think that sweating is what uh, determines a difficult workout and that that is not always true. And in fact, sometimes when you get more conditioned, sweating will become less and less. Um, but sweating is also a healthy thing, so it's not a bad thing to sweat. But yeah, once you lock that mentality in, it gets a lot easier. Right. You know? Let's get into the good stuff, the success. All right. So this is uh, – I, I get to be the rock star this week because I, I had a success. And everyone's going to laugh. Um, I'm the I'm the health professional. I'm the fitness guy. But I – I have an obsession. I don't even know if an obsession is right, but I have a a fondness for cereal. Um, I'm always looking for the newest cereal. Like I recently had Cookie Crisp birthday cake, which was bomb. Um, I had the the post um, s'mores, which I'm a huge s'mores oh, whore. So so that that hit me in the the good spot. Um, and for man, probably the better part of like a year, my go-to pre and post-workout meal was a bowl of cereal because it's light, it's heavy in carbs, which is what I need, but it's not going to sit in my stomach heavy like sometimes oatmeal or, or, or bread might. Um, so this past week in my my private group, which you're a part of, the Strong Together community, we've been focusing on carbohydrates. You know. Um, I've been informing people about what they are, what they do, the health benefits, and kind of the differences between healthy complex carbs and less healthy refined um, simple sugars, uh, things like that. And so as a part of that challenge, I told everyone that they should shoot for three complex carb sources every day, three servings, and limit themselves to three um, simple carb sources over the week. And so for a lot of people, this probably wasn't that difficult. I was actually a little worried myself, but my success came in the fact that I didn't have a single bowl of cereal all last week. I didn't actually think it was possible, but I did it. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's something, you know, it's part of my routine. I, Hour and a half, hour before I go work out, what do I do? I grab a bowl. I weigh out my cereal. Yes, I weigh out my cereal. I'm that kind of person and eat my cereal and I go work out. So I had to change my routine entirely, but it helped to have people who made me account, who kept me accountable, made me accountable because I knew I had people who, who were kind of keeping that close eye on me, but not in a, oh, what is he doing? I'm going to call him out when he does it wrong. It's, oh, what is he doing? Maybe I can help him out. Or if he's struggling, I can give him some ideas. So I have, you know, that, that community aspect is really important. And people think that it, it is only beneficial for them, but it's beneficial for everyone, including me. I learn and receive as much from, from communities as they do. Right. And I mean, that's a huge success story. Yeah. I mean, cereal, like literally, I bet that's everyone's go-to. I mean, 
okay, I finished dinner, but I'm still a little hungry. I'm just going to grab some cereal in the morning. Oh, don't have much time. Right. Grab some cereal. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's a great success story. What do they talk about in commercials? Part of a balanced breakfast. Well, it depends what else you're eating with the breakfast, right. if it's really balanced or not. But, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny success story, but it, it's something that hits close home to me, and I think it's important for, for people to know that even small wins like that, something that seems so minute, so tri- trivial – can be huge. Right. That's a big benefit to my health to get that out of my diet. And, you know, I'll probably go back to having a bowl or two a week, but I'm not going to have 14, 15 bowls of cereal. I'm not going to have five boxes of cereal a week. Like it was getting bad, man. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) someone was going to have to have an intervention soon. Yeah. So, and now you know that you you can do it. Yeah. I do have control. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now, the in-between. This is where it gets a little interesting. Um, so I think the big one is what we're currently doing. This is something that we have been talking about for a very long time. Um, we've both dragged our feet and kind of thought, well, maybe we aren't ready. Maybe we don't have anything to tell. But now we're doing it. And so we're not quite at the, the level of success, although we do have some successes. We've actually sat down and gotten together and put it together. Yeah. But... I wouldn't say it is a success. So we are in the in-between stages of this podcast, and you are here to witness it. Yeah, you're going to see us from beginning to end. Hopefully the end is way down the road, yeah. not tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, no, I mean, it. we did drag our feet, and, you know, it's it's tough. Um, there's so many out there. It's normal. You know, yeah. you think it's, it's saturated, diluted, like there's no reason, so... I'm actually pretty proud of us both for sitting down we and actually, doing this. We actually got it done. Yeah, yeah you know? and I think we've had a pretty good first episode, all things yeah. considered. I mean, it's so. I mean, I was worried because I'm like, oh man, we got to put this together. I'm like, I really want to make this good. I'm like, but our conversation is always freaking good. Yeah. So we always have quality. Just had to hit to record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even just making videos individually together i mean it's hard to talk to just the camera but i mean when we're talking it's just you know it's easy it's It's natural natural. it's like a conversation i enjoy it um it's been a good first episode but beyond that what sort of in-betweens are you working on in your life so an in-between i'm working on is let's see what's a good one managing time oh man it is tough I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, time is – it's so hard to manage time and you don't really even think about it. And even just with the cell phone and kind of – I mean being connected socially and everything is awesome. But it's, sometimes it's too much. Double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah. And so like I'm trying to manage time. I don't want to be that person at dinner that's uh, – my phone's up and running at the same time. We're having conversation. Um Last year was a big struggle of mine. I literally, I was always on my phone. This year, I've kind of learned to put my phone down a little bit, kind of detox from the phone, detach myself. Um, So I'm kind of just, that's what I'm working on right now. Okay. Well, I have a little something for you. Um, It'll be a couple, it'll be another week or two before I finish it up. But uh, the book is called, and it's by Craig Ballantyne. I told you the Mm -hmm. most disciplined man, right? Um, He basically runs on kind of um, time management. That's kind of his thing, is how to manage your time. And the book that I'm reading is called The Perfect Day Formula by Craig Ballantyne. And it it walks you through the process, um, 
how to, if you've ever had one of those days where your productivity is on high, but you still spend time with your family and you still have time for yourself and everything just seems to kind of click, 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 click and fall into place. He shows you the strategies to make that an everyday occurrence rather than just in a happenstance thing. So that's cool. I'll let you know when I finish it up. Um, we can even discuss it on the podcast. Yeah, that's and, perfect. You know, because um, that's an area that I'm I'm really focusing on right now. I've really been trying, so I understand that from a personal standpoint. Now, what about you? What about me? Let's see. Um, I am trying to. See out, stick to and see out the promises that I make to myself. So um, Ed Milet, he he's a big influence and it seems weird, but you know, sometimes the biggest influences in your life aren't people who are directly connected to you, but it's the things that you read, the things that you see, the same things that you hear. And so what you read, what you see, what you hear are important for who you are as a person because your circle influences you. And so he often talks about um, confidence coming from making promises to yourself and then keeping those promises. And growing up, confidence was a big issue for me and took me down in some bad roads and some dark places. Um, it's not as much of an issue in many areas of my life now, but as far as, as fitness and business goes, yeah, I, I have some confidence issues. Um, so I'm trying to make promises to myself stick to those promises and see them through to the end. Um, for instance, I'm working on a couple of resources right now that'll be coming out uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, at most in next month, um, that'll help people reach their goals uh, fitness-wise, health-wise, nutritionally, in a much more enjoyable, sane, doable manner. Um, I'm all about trying to make the process easier for people and not make people better at the process because I think that's the wrong way of going about things. Right. So that's that's kind of my in-between right now is just making those promises, sticking to them, and seeing them through to the end because I have a, a bit of ADD or something of that sort where I jump from project to project to project and never come back to them. It's hard. I mean, he's got a ton of great ideas. We've discussed them multiple times. And, I mean, we both just have ideas. We're going crazy about them, and we can never, like – we're here, then we're there, yeah. all of a sudden. I mean, the podcast was one of those. Let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. Wait, we'll come back to it. Let's do it this, this, this. And then here we are. You know, we sat down and we just put action to it. Right. It may not be the crispest. It, you know, it's the first episode. We've got room to grow, which if we didn't, one, that'd be weird. But two, <laughs> like, why would we continue? Exactly, you know? yeah. And so um, just trying to find that focus and, and nailing it down. So, yeah. So, that's kind of a recap of everything today. Um, we told you a little bit about who we are, um, how we met, you know, taking it back to second grade 20 plus years ago, um, some goals for the podcast, what to expect for the podcast. Our hobbies. Hobbies. Food. Sights and sounds. Um, basically movies, TVs, podcasts. Um, and then we took you, you know, to kind of the nitty gritty, the success, the failures and everything in between. And that's kind of what you can expect from this podcast. We'll be adding pieces and taking pieces away as we see fit. And as always, we are extremely open 
and welcoming of any criticism, any comments that will help us better this podcast so that you can get more from it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So we'll see you uh, next week for episode two of Success, Failure, and and Everything everything in in Between. Between.